It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic show. I want to take a minute or two to share some things I have been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. The topic of associations comes up a lot on my show, and rightfully so. In order to do what you dream of doing, you have to level up your connections and be around people who have done what you want to do, people who think big, and people who support your vision in one way or another. I have made a conscious effort to be around people who are like this in my life, and has changed for the better, not only in the last several years, but even in the last 12 months. A big thinking person will never make fun of your dreams, but instead might ask you questions to help you clarify what you want, and perhaps steer you in a direction to help you make that happen. Some people will clap when you win, and others will be secretly happy when you fail. Know the difference, and make every effort to be around those who lift you up and inspire you. You will be so glad you did. And today is a very special day because I have got a new book that just came out today called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 2. For the last couple of months on the show, I've been talking about Volume 1, and last week I teased that Volume 2 would be available soon, and here we are. Today is launch day. In fact, we went to number one in new releases in one of my categories by noon. So it skyrocketed up the charts really fast, and it's still holding very, very strong on launch day. I took this opportunity to share some of the greatest lessons I learned from running a business, and some of my friends and associates have chipped in chapters as well. And so some of them will be calling in to share their experiences. So I'll be sharing some of my lessons, and some of them will be calling in to share theirs, because I think it's important to learn from as many people as possible. And I do believe we have a caller on the line. Michelle, are you there? Yeah. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I loved your chapter in this book, and it's called Keep Learning. But first of all, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you serve your community. What kind of a business are you running? So I have a junk removal company, and we are out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and um, I've kind of you know, recruited my family. They help. (laughs) They support me in a lot of ways. And um, it's been just a crazy adventure um, with everything that's going on. And um, I I just love the challenges. I I love problem solving. And so I, I guess, you know, that's where I'm always coming from as far as keep learning. Uh, uh, I didn't go to college or anything like that. And so uh, everything I am wanting to do with my business, I have to read and learn about it uh, to figure it out because I just don't know. So it's been just amazing. I've grown so much, especially since being a part of Apex in the last two years. It's been awesome. 
I love that. And for those that don't know, Apex is one of the leading business masterminds out there. And I'm in that organization, too. I joined about a year and a half ago. And there are some really amazing high achievers in that group. So if you want to level up, Apex is something that you certainly should check out. So you have had some situations where you've had to solve some pretty amazing problems. There was one customer you had that had a huge TV. It took four people to bring it in, but you managed to get it out of the house all by yourself. How did you do it? Okay. So yes, um, he had a curved stairway. And so they, it took four guys to lift it up over the stairway because it was an old projection TV and the base was too big to make the curve. And I told him I can do the job. It will take me about two hours. And he I, I guess I was kind of just leading him on because he's like, I just don't understand how you're going to do it, and you're by yourself. And I said, you know, that's the easy part. I'm just going to take it apart, uh, screw by screw. And it did take me about two hours, and I took it apart. And so he was just completely shocked. And I come across that a lot. Uh, it could be a washing machine, a dryer, uh, a refrigerator. And, um, you know, I've had customers where the jobs were big and I hired people and the guys didn't show up. And I showed up because uh, my customers made those appointments for a reason, you know, and they needed that day. And so I've mm-hmm. even had um, had to make bets with my customers because they're like, you just can't do it. And, and so... It, I did it. Um, I he wouldn't place a bet, so I was a little disappointed on that. That would be extra money. And um, but every job has its challenges, and there's always a solution to every problem. It is mm-hmm. not always the solution I want, but there is a solution. That's absolutely fantastic. And, and, you know, possibility thinking will get you so far because if you take the idea that, you know, there's no solution at all, you'll give up really easily. And like you have been saying, you, you learn to be successful by being a great problem solver. So let's talk about the importance of learning because you can't just make it by on what got you here. You have to get more input to take you further, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I read a lot. Uh, I'm a very slow reader because I take notes just about on every page I read. So uh, I used to try and read so many books a year, and I, I did give up on that because I just really focused for a long time on reading the one book. Um, mm-hmm. But, yes, I mean, it's just you, you, you need to learn your competition. You need to learn your industry. And, you know, anything I can study, um, for me, I feel like I have to do a lot of extra work just because I'm not knowledgeable in business in general. And Mm -hmm. so I have to study books on business, on marketing. And, and so, um, it's, I still enjoy it. I love learning. I love reading. I love figuring out how to do things. Um, I like finding my own unique way in my twist on doing it because I want to be memorable and uh, I want to be fun. You know, I want my customers to have just an experience. Right. And, um, you know, we, we come in with some, some jobs that, you know, maybe they lost someone. So we're, 
going to be more compassionate. You know, we're not going to be trying to be funny on those jobs. We want to come in with compassion and, um, you know, we can relate with, with some of the things that our customers have gone through as we've gone through them ourselves too. Hmm. That's great. And I love what you just said, provide an amazing customer experience because that makes you more memorable. And I'm sure the guy whose TV you took part will never, ever forget who you are. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> I'll never forget that either. <laughs> yeah. Do you find that your willingness to keep learning and applying what you're doing earns you repeat business more often than not? Yes. And it's funny you say that because literally about 30 minutes ago, I had a repeat customer call and I don't know why. And, and I, I'm not worried about it, but he called the competition and he was very confused by the time he got off the phone with them. He felt like they were going to overcharge him for something that wasn't his fault, but their fault because they already came with a partial load on the trailer. And so they couldn't fit his whole load on there. And he goes, I don't know why I didn't call you first. You know, I've, I've had y'all out here before y'all were great. Uh, and it, you weren't confusing. So it's, I love that. I mean, I'm sorry that he had that problem with the other company, but I love that they remember us for that. And so I would say, 80% of our business is repeat business and referral. And it is so, so important to me that we take care of our customers. You know, um, I want them to enjoy us being out there not be stressed, not be, you know, not have to worry about everything that's going on. They know we're going to come out. We're going to get the job done. We're going to clean up and just provide excellent customer service. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate that you called in and thanks for being a part of this project. Thank you. I appreciate it, Brian. All right. We've got a couple of minutes to our very first break. And uh, let me share one of the lessons that I wrote about because when you start a business, sometimes people aren't entirely sure what to do to start their business or what they should do their business in. Sometimes people just look for what's hot in the marketplace. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't love what you're doing, it's going to be really hard to make that sustainable. So the question that I hear a lot is, can I make money doing what I love? Obviously, one of the things that I love to do is to write and create. Pre-internet, finding great paid writing jobs was tough. So I did resume writing and I advertised in the yellow pages, the phone book. I advertised in the daily newspaper. I advertised in the student newspaper on the college campus that I lived close to. I did a uh, postcard advertising. I did coupon advertising because I was trying to reach students because I knew that I would have a built-in group of customers a couple of times a year because graduation was coming up. So I decided that was what I was going to do. But here's the thing. A lot of people would ask me, is that lucrative? Well, it pays the bills. I enjoyed doing it, but I wasn't ever going to get ahead doing just that. So how can you make money doing what you love? Well, number one, you need to figure out what you love to do. Think back to your childhood. Think back to the activities and skills that you enjoyed using and employing. 
you will find that if you can identify the skill set that you are really good at, you can find a job anywhere. Some skill sets are very universal, sales, marketing, writing, speaking, customer service. If you can do any of those things, you can find a career anywhere. The second thing you need to do is set set your intention out to the marketplace. When I decided to start ghostwriting, I just started telling the marketplace, this is what I do. I had one book instead of eight, like I have now. And I used to teach English in a college environment. So I taught other people how to write their papers. I figured, why can't I help people write their books too? We're coming up against the break. So yes, you can make money doing what you love. And we will talk more about the greatest lessons that I and my contributing authors learned when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. You might think that kissing is a universal sign of affection, but there are certain groups of people on earth who just don't do it. I think they don't know what they're missing. Humans have been kissing for a long time, as kisses were portrayed in Egyptian art in 1500 B.C. The Romans are credited with perfecting the romantic kiss as we know it today. What's another word for kissing? Oscillation. Your lips are a hundred times more sensitive than the tips of your fingers, and the kiss quickens your pulse to 100 beats a minute. One kiss actually burns up to three calories. Now there's a workout I could handle. Studies say a woman will kiss about 79 guys before getting married, and the average person spends two weeks of their life kissing. What's the word for the art of kissing? Phylometology. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And... I don't have any guests this week, but I am taking callers because today I am celebrating the launch of my new book called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 2. And I have invited some of the people who have contributed this book to call in and share the great lessons that they have learned as well. Dave Stream, you are on the line. How are you today? Great, great. Long time fan, first time caller. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm I'm really glad that you're here. We we've had lunch together, we've hung out together, and I'm just so happy and grateful for you. So tell us a little bit about the business that you're in. Uh, so I have uh, two businesses. One's a tool company where we make uh, 
and sell ergonomic tools uh, for removing dents from automobiles. And then I have a new business that I'm starting that is going to help people bring their inventions to life. That's fantastic. So passion is really important, isn't it? Definitely. So how has being passionate about your line of work helped you to keep going in the face of difficulty? Uh, I think without the passion, anytime you hit a uh, an insurmountable roadblock, you would just give up and do something different. And the passion is what drives you through it. Yeah, keeps you for going, sure. Keeps you on course and motivated. Absolutely. Your chapter was called The Power of Thought. And mindset is one of my favorite topics on this show. So tell us how you got into leveling up your mindset and how that has impacted your business. I'd say the biggest thing is the people that I surround myself with. I've joined some of the uh, top-level groups. Um, I'm a member of Apex with you. I'm a member of Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan and Genius Network with Joe Polish. And just being other, around other top-level people uh, just gets you thinking in a different way. Think gets you thinking a lot bigger and more things are possible. And the things that the lessons that they're sh- sharing and teaching us um, – just all help expand your mind and what's possible. And so you, you go after bigger dreams. Absolutely. So what was that defining moment where you realized you needed to level up? Uh, well, so I've always kind of challenged myself in entrepreneurialism, but, uh, the past year, um, I had a lot of losses. I lost my stepdad, um, one of my best friends and then my dad and, that made me step back and really um, analyze what I was doing with my life and was I truly living my purpose. And I kind of reinvented myself and went after my dreams even more so because of those things. Wow. So what is your favorite mindset book? Wow. There's so many. Probably Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. What, what's the greatest thing <laughs> that you learned about Think and Grow Rich? Um, the famous line, if you can, uh, conceive it, believe it, you can achieve it. Yeah, for sure. I love that. So tell us more about the actual chapter. I mean, you, you did quote that line from Napoleon Hill in your book, (laughs) but of course the most powerful thing you can do is to shift your mindset to begin thinking much bigger and better thoughts. Is there a routine that you have to start your day? So you're thinking that way. Yeah, so I have uh, a few routines that I, uh, I do that really help me. Uh, one of them I actually invented that I share on my website, uh, DaveStream.com, if I can plug it. Uh, sure. It's called STOP. Um, and basically, the, it's an acronym that stands for SMILE is the first thing you're going to do. So put a big smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, then T is think, whatever the first thought that pops into your head. Think about it. Then O is observe. Did your smile get bigger or smaller when you worth thinking about whatever it was. And then P is plan or pray and basically come up with a strategy on if the smile got bigger, how can you do more of it? And if the smile went away, how can you do less of it or avoid it altogether? Absolutely. And one thing that you also talked about in your chapter is the need to create space. Is that so that your mind is open to receiving? What is creating space like for you? Yeah, definitely. It's two things. One, it's your environment. And if your environment's really, really cluttered, you're you're always looking at all these different inputs. There's not a whole lot of room to just clear your mind and, and let those big, good thoughts come in. 
Uh, same thing with being overscheduled. A lot of us are busy from, you know, buzzer to buzzer and don't leave any room for uh, the magic to come into it. Um, so uh, just creating that space. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. Let, let's talk real briefly about the power of saying no. That's a topic that comes up a lot, but you yeah. cannot create space if you're saying yes to everything, correct? C- correct, correct. And so, uh, most entrepreneurs are habitual yes sayers, you know, and there's that line, you know, if you want something done, give it to the busiest person you know, they'll, they'll say yes mm-hmm. to it and get it done, you know. But it's uh, Dan Sullivan's got a great line that says, Yes, got you here, saying no will get you to the next level. So, it's oh, that being is so really um, intentional and in making sure that you're only saying yes to things that are on the path that you're going, wanting to go down. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I love that. So Dave, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate that you spent some time here with us today. Oh, this was a pleasure. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Lori, how are you? Good, good. Thank you so much. Fantastic. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, let me ask you, your question is, or your, your chapter is about remember to have fun. But first of all, I want to hear about what your business is and how you serve the world. I, um, I have PNS Pop Shop, which is a cake pop business, and uh, Clarity Life Solutions, which um, combines uh, life coaching with um, trauma healing. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Is this something you've been doing for a little while? Uh, the cake pops have been um, quite a few years now, and then yes. um, the, the life coaching is a newer practice. Fantastic. So who is your ideal client? What community are you serving in that business? Um, primarily uh, people that are kind of experiencing um, big changes and realizing um, that maybe they want to take a step back and, and look at what they can change um, in their, not just in their circumstances, but um, within themselves, kind of transforming inside, um, to improve their lives. That's, that's awesome. Do you think that in your, in your business that you have to play therapist an awful lot? I mean, what is the difference between being a coach and being a therapist? Um, a lot of times therapy is more focused on the past and coaching is more focused on the future. That is probably one of the most brilliant distinctions I have heard in a long time. So let's talk about having fun in your business. You didn't always focus on that. That was something that a lot of entrepreneurs, including yourself and myself, we forget to do that because we're always on the grind. But what happens when you forget to have fun? You know, I think when we forget about that side of things, everything gets harder and um, more demanding. It takes longer. You become kind of less productive and uh, less enjoyable to be around. Yeah, Um, I becomes that, kind great. of a bad cycle. Yep. Yeah. So what was life like for you before you learned this? Um, I, I would say I was in survival mode all the time mm-hmm. and um, everything felt really tough, um, a lot of struggling and kind of um, worn out all the time. It's exhausting. Yeah. You, yeah. You get burned out and I, gosh, I've, I've been there because I think especially when you feel like things are hopeless and you don't see solutions, it's a lot easier to get burned out. But I think sometimes for me, when I feel stuck, 
the best thing I can do is do something for myself, even if it's just to go out for dinner or to go get ice cream. I mean, who doesn't love to go out for ice cream? <laughs> go to a concert, go for a walk, call a friend. In fact, one of my mantras is have one conversation every day with someone who inspires me. That helps that me stay grounded. So important. So, so important. So what are some of the really creative ways that you could recommend that we can do to have fun, whether we're in a large town or whether we're in a small town? Because we've got people from all over the place listening here. I um, I think, like you said, connections with other people are super important. It, um, it can be, especially as an entrepreneur, it can be very isolating um, where you may not have the, a huge team um, and people that you're interacting with um, and, you know, sometimes people are sharing their businesses from home. So it's important to really manage connections with people and Mm -hmm. um, making time for that. And then, um, you know, I I feel like sleep and taking care of your body is super important. Um, And I I feel like that's something that we lose sight of so quickly because everything has to get done and it a lot of times falls on you. Um, and that can create, um, no time for sleep, but that ends up, um, putting you in that cycle where then you, right. um, you, you're not as productive. You're, you're not at your best. Um, yeah. you're falling yeah. apart. So just taking care sleep, of yourself, yeah. getting outside, um, getting yeah. some sun on, on your face. I feel like is, is key too. Yeah. The part about sleeping is so underrated because I know that when I don't sleep well, I can be irritated and stressful the next day. I'm not as effective. I don't want to, (laughs) but, but I have to, and you know, there is no shame in taking a nap in the middle of the day. If you need 10 or 15 minutes, right? Absolutely. I feel like we put a lot of pressure or society in general, the culture is that you should be busy. And you should be doing everything you can. And, and it, it, it's almost turned into like you're lazy if you're not busy. And that's, um, and we're not made to be maxed out and busy all of the time. Exactly. I totally appreciate that. Well, Lori, thank you so much for calling. And I really, really do appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to talk to you. All right. You too. Fantastic. <laughs> So let me talk about something else that I've I've really learned as an entrepreneur. And we've got a, a couple of minutes here to our next break. We talk well, actually, we've got one minute to our next break. I think when we talk about being a successful entrepreneur, one of the things that you need to do is to have the right product at the right time to the right audience. If any of those three things are not present, you're not gonna be very, very successful. If you watch thing your shows like Shark Tank, they love having a great innovative product and they will invest. But if that product isn't coming at the right time or they're too early, they won't get an investment. If they haven't identified the audience they're trying to reach, they're not going to get an investment. And we need to think about that too when we're trying to run a business. You need to have the right product at the right time to the right office. I think a lot of times, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we offer what we feel like offering rather than offering the thing that the market needs. And that's a huge mistake. So don't be afraid to do a little research first, and we will come back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. We will be right back. (laughs) 
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is people who are calling into the show to talk about the new book, Grace Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 2. The people calling in are people who have been contributors to this book. And David, you are on the line. How are you today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. And thanks for having a part in this book. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's so exciting, uh, you know, uh, being in the compilation book, especially with you, Brian. Oh, well, thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about the business that you're in right now. I work uh, really in uh, mental clarity to get everybody clear. And what I do is I teach strategies on what to do to overcome obstacles and rise out of the ashes. Uh, Really, I'm a pathfinder. So that way you can find the right path, uh, get away from all your obstacles, and then to continue to soar. Oh, I love that. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had in your business? Uh, in the business, the, the challenges, you know, when you talk to people about mental clarity or, or you know, I, a lot of the words I used to use was mindset, and, but everybody has a mindset. Yeah. And that's why I say mental clarity is a little bit more important than your mindset. Your, your mindset's important in that you could decide, like Henry Ford said, if you can or you can't, you're right. If, mm-hmm. you know, so, but what, with a clarity is actually to understand exactly what you want. When you have a business, you, you want not only to be successful, but what does successful look like for you? Is successful five clients or 5,000? And mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways to manage that differently. And that's what's uh, been a, the, the challenge is to understand my own mental clarity uh, uh, along the lines of dealing with my personal and the balance. You know, we all have that special balance in, in our lives that we want to try to achieve because as an entrepreneur, we definitely know that if you do, you know, we want to devote your time. They tell you, you know, work three, three, six, you know, 24, seven, 365. No, if that's what you're doing, that's you, you're working the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's learning how to find that balance a lot, a lot better. 
Yeah. So how do you achieve mental clarity? Is there a process? There's definitely a process, sure. Uh, you know, uh, what I wrote in, in the book was uh, learning how to rise. You know, being on your path and, and learning to rise. And, you know, what we'll do is the first, you know, R is risk well. I, I mean, that's really what we have to do. Whenever you want to just do something, uh, own a business, change something in your life, you have to risk something because if not, you'd stay the same. You know, growth is only because you're doing something new, stepping outside of that, that comfort zone. And whatever risk, you know, make it a calculated risk. Just don't risk. Don't go into a, we don't go into a casino and just say, I'll throw my money anywhere and whatever hits. No, you want to make sure that you risk well. And by doing that is, you know, knowing how to create the right mindset to overcome through adversities and stuff like that. Then the other part of risk is information. Learn what you want to do. When you take a journey, you know, when I talked about being a pathfinder, you wouldn't just take a a journey just down any street to hope to get to where you're going to. You want to gather the right information. And, you know, a lot of times you'll need, you know, a pathfinder. You'll need to have people along your journey. As an entrepreneur, you shouldn't do it all yourself because you might only see things from your point of view. It's Mm -hmm. good to get other people to help out. Then the ask in the rise is support, understand, which you know leads into from information, gathering the information, but then the support of helping you disseminate the information. Also understand the information that you get, you're getting. You want to make sure you're getting it from the right places. You don't want to have a whole bunch of people who go, "Hey, that's wonderful, Dave, Brian." You know, that's that doesn't help you tell everybody telling you you're wonderful. I'd like the, the feedback, and that way you could adjust because that's really. The great part is how you adjust along the way, right? They, they say a great captain on a ship doesn't learn by just being in the bay. You have to go in the ocean. You have to go fight through the currents and things like that. And mm-hmm. that's where the E comes in to explore. The best thing that you could do is explore the amazing things that happen along the way. Learn what works. There's going to be some failures along the way, but a failure is only a failure for temporarily. It's a really learning again going back to that information piece learning what what could have done better and why i mean if you were trying to sell snow boots in new york uh the summer would not be a good time so you just have Mm -hmm. to readjust timing uh and during the winter yeah snow boots would be helpful at times fantastic that's uh, really what my chapter is about i love that how can we learn more about what you're doing and connect with you uh, you can definitely connect with me on social media as David Chemetsky. Uh There really isn't too many of us around, Chemetskis. Uh But also, you know, my website, which is davidchemetsky.com. And, uh, you know, listen to my podcast, Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. You know, it's all about boundaries and learning a lot more about ourselves to bring us peace. And when you do, you find your sweet spot and knock it out of the park. I love that. Thank you, David, so much for being here. I appreciate you. Okay. Thanks a lot, Brian. You know, I'm always here to support you. I love you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love the wisdom that we're getting from my guests today because it's just always more fun to have other people on the show. I don't mind doing the whole hour. If you've been with me for any length of time, you know that I don't do solo shows very often. I prefer talking to people, but I'm willing to do either one. So let's talk a little bit more before my next caller calls in about what it means to be a successful entrepreneur because it's just so so very very important and you have to have the right team around you because if you don't you can have your business get set back a very very long way because the toxic energy of the wrong person can really drain you and your organization 
something else to think about. Are you providing value before you ask anybody for any favors? Because there are a lot of takers in the world, but there are not a lot of givers. But if you are a giver, you will go a long ways because you will be remembered. Another thing to think about is, do your customers have the same brilliant experience with you every single time they work with you? If they don't, then you need to have some standard operating procedures around what is an acceptable customer experience. And your organization needs to be very, very clear about what that excellent and memorable customer experience looks like. So make sure that someone else has a brilliant experience with you every single time, because it's always better to have a big mouth customer who loves you than a big mouth customer who does not. Something else to think about, too, is does your business depend solely upon your efforts to succeed? If it does, then you need to hire help and you need to hire the right team, like I did mention a little bit ago. And finally, can you leave your business for six weeks and still have something to come back to? I know that when my dad passed about a year and a half ago, I was the only one in my business. I did not have an assistant yet. And my business basically slowed down to a crawl during that six-week period that I was at home helping my mom settle my dad's affairs. So you need to think very seriously about whether or not you can leave your business for any period of time and know that you still have something to come back to. If you don't, it's time to talk to someone about leveling up your business. And we have another guest. Chris Whitehead, are you there, please? Yes, I am here. Chris, welcome back to the show. You've been here a few times, and it's always an honor and a privilege to have you here. Thank you for joining me. I'm really grateful to be here, Brian. Thanks for taking the call. All righty. You're so very welcome. So let me ask, what business, first of all, are you in right now? I know you've got a few businesses going on. So we have three companies, but two of them that I'm active in are a remodeling company, New England Custom Remodeling. And the second is a coaching slash mastermind company called Iconic Alliance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tell us about that. So um, the remodeling company, I've been an entrepreneur now for more than 20 And it's probably about 10 years into that business, I realized I was hitting my head on ceilings. And I started reading a lot of books, listening to a lot of audio tapes. And Earl Nightingale first introduced me to this idea of a mastermind. And being a young guy, and, and I, was, I think I was painting on the outside of a house, and I was living in rural nowhere, Virginia, I started asking myself, how, how on earth am I going to surround myself with people that are at my level or above so that I could mastermind with them. And, mm-hmm. and and this idea was amazing. Like, what if I could have five or 10 selected people that I knew understood completely where I was financially, where I was emotionally, where I was in the growth of my business. And if I had an issue, I could ask them a question and I could get advice. <clears throat> so over the course, and this was before the internet, Brian, so yes. over the course of the next several years, I kept listening to audiobooks and I kept daydreaming about it until I finally joined other mastermind groups. Once the internet came out and the whole world basically was opened up, I was able to, to really start to investigate what this was. And I went and joined masterminds, had tremendous amounts of business and personal success because mm-hmm. I was able to leverage other people's experiences instead of my own. And even though it cost money to be a part of it, I found that it actually exponentiated my growth process, which I really can't quantify the numbers for. And over time, my network grew. I started understanding more of how I could help people through my experiences. 
And that's when Iconic was born. And what we focus on is how to help somebody holistically. So we talk about personal development. We talk about your most intimate relationships. We talk about building vulnerable relationships with other people inside of that mastermind group. And once those things are starting to be put in order, naturally what flows from that is business as well. But more important than business is our members find the ability to live a life of quality instead of just quantity. And, mm-hmm. you know, you and I are really good friends and we've mm-hmm. known each other for a long time. And we came to the same conclusion, business is business, but we want to go about living our lives with people that we align with. And that's exactly what we focus on inside of the Iconic Alliance Network. We align with other people of similar core values, and then we literally share our lives with them. And it's literally my dream coming true being able to be around other people that I know, I like, I trust, and I trust them not only in a business setting, but I would trust any of them to come hang out with me in my home, with my wife, with my children. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're just having lots and lots of success with it. And my hope is that it continues to grow and, and benefit the members. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I love the Iconic Alliance. And if, if let me just ask, and I, I want you to stay past this break and stay with me for the next segment as well, if you'd like to. Um, tell us sure. more about how to reach out to you to learn more about Iconic. Sure. Would you like me to say that now? Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. You blipped. Oh, yeah. so um, one of the easiest ways to find me, you can come to chriswhitehead.com. That's K R I S whitehead.com. You can learn more about it there. You can go to iconicalliance.com. But where I'm most active um, uh, is in social media, primarily Facebook and Instagram. And um, just reach out to me in the DMs. On Facebook, I'm the Chris Whitehead. And on Instagram, I'm Chris Whitehead Official. And, you know, I'm really friendly. I I like to answer people's questions and uh, we believe in go-giving. Um, you and I have talked a lot about that. So yep. when people reach reach out to me, if you have a concern or a question, I'm happy to start communicating with you right there and giving you my best answer. Because quite honestly, Brian, you know, I've been in business for more than half my life. Uh, it became a lifestyle. It wasn't yep. just a way to make money. And I'm, I'm dedicating the rest of my life to helping other entrepreneurs find success quicker because I... I, it was a long, hard road for me, brother. <laughs> and we are taking our break right now. We'll be back on the other side with Chris Whitehead, and we'll talk about his greatest lesson. This is Success for Foz Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian.
Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And I have not said this yet today, but if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do so. Leave a review. That would mean a lot. So we're here with Chris Whitehead. He's a multiple-time guest here. We were talking about the brilliance of achieving uh, through high-level masterminds and networking with people who are several steps ahead of you to learn what they're doing and the value of joining masterminds to get a lot of business. And Chris, you and I have both made a lot of money in these masterminds. And that's not the main reason we go, but it's one of the most important reasons because if you don't make money, you don't eat. But Becoming the person who is worthy of making a lot of money and achieving is critical, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. That probably has been the pursuit for the last 20 years of my life, maybe the last 30, Brian. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Realizing that there were self-limiting beliefs that were getting in my way, um, that I would get almost to the top of a mountain only to fall back down because of things that I couldn't see that were in my way. Yeah. That's fantastic. So over the years, you've learned a lot of very valuable lessons. Some of them have been painful, but I would like (laughs) to ask you, what do you think is the greatest lesson that you have learned? And I will let you pick whatever you want. Okay. I appreciate that. Um, so there, I have, there's so many lessons, but I think probably the greatest lesson that I've ever learned that I think would be the most beneficial to somebody that's tuning into the show is I held me back. I didn't, you know, I, 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 just by becoming an entrepreneur, when you and I chose to do it, you know, it was back in 1998, the internet wasn't there. My family were white collar workers or blue collar workers. Um, No one talked about business in my family. It was go to college, get an education, get a job. Mm-hmm. And there were no there were no limitations put on it. My parents said, "Do whatever you want to do." Well, you know, at it, seventeen years old, I didn't know what I wanted to do other than play baseball. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. and then I jump out at twenty four years old. I, I start a business, and I just go out and I start struggling through the process. I didn't right. realize. I didn't realize that. I had already stretched me so far just to start a business that when it came to trying something new, whether it be a coach, uh, learning how to market, any of that, I wasn't willing to take another big risk because I didn't want to lose what I had already put out there. And I really believe once I got my self-image to a point where I realized that even if it didn't work, that I would outwork the problem. So yeah. that I could grow from it because we have a moniker. We have a saying in, in my group, you either win or you learn. Mm-hmm. And, and in the past, I didn't see it that way. I saw that you either win or you lose. And if you lose, you might lose really, really big. But when I finally built myself image up enough to take a chance on me, I found all of a sudden that what might take me a decade to do and learn on my own, I could do in a year. Yeah. And that is probably the biggest lesson that I've learned is when you have a goal, 
when you have set it out there, when you understand your core values so that you know the people that you're operating with, take a risk on yourself because even if it doesn't pan out the way that you would hope that it did, you have learned so many valuable lessons of what to do or what not to do. And mm-hmm. I just know for me, I run into people all of the time that they're asking about joining our program, that they're asking about joining other people's programs. And I, you know, I give my opinion either way. Mm-hmm. And I see them hesitating to take a chance on themselves. Yeah. And, and I just know that we're not going to be here forever. So if you don't take a chance on yourself, how do you ever know how high you can truly go? Yeah. And I think the fear of success might be a real thing for a lot of people. They're afraid that if they do take that step, oh, my gosh, how is my life going to change? I am no longer in the comfort zone of what I'm used to. Now what happens? Yeah, and and that fear of the unknown is right up there with that fear of success because Mm -hmm. if you've never had success on the magnitude at which you say you want it and it starts to come, you know, like – he did, he said, more money, more problems. Yeah. And it's true. Each level has a new devil. But the thing is, is that we grow to become the person that can handle that. And mm-hmm. that is true growth and true success. For me, anyway, not everybody's definition. Some people are really happy to, you know, just sit on the, sit on the couch on the weekends, and eat chips and watch the football games and the NASCAR races. And God bless them. That, that's great. But that's never been my motif, and and I realize that I'm going to have to push me past my comfort zone for the rest of my life in order to have a fulfilled life. And once I understood that, I wasn't afraid of success anymore because I also wasn't as afraid of failure. Yeah. And therefore, if I'm going to put effort in, if I'm going to put effort into doing something, I want to see a result from it. Okay. That sounds good. Awesome. So let me ask you this. How do you know what, what you should do when you're looking for a coach? I mean, what is your criteria for picking a good coach? Well, number one, that coach needs to be doing what they're teaching. Quite literally, there are lots of people that give away information that have never done the thing that they're coaching other people on doing. So I think it's important to do your research. I think it's important to find somebody if they're going to coach you that they've gotten the results and that they're consistently doing it. I think the other thing that's really, really important is that all coaches need coaches. So one of the questions I would ask a potential coach is, do you have mentors that you're leaning on? Because I know that if you're not growing, you're, you're, you're receding. Mm-hmm. And then we say, if you're not growing, if you're not growing, you're dying. So right. make sure that that coach is doing that. The more, the probably the most important quality is this. What are your core values? And be willing to ask that coach, what are their core values? Because it doesn't mean that a person is good or bad, that they have different core values from you. But if y'all don't have the same core values, the likelihood of you finding success long-term with that person is almost next to nothing. Oh, that is so, so critical. I, I think at the very top of my core values would be integrity and certainly family is right up there too. That's why I moved back home to Iowa this summer. What are your top core values? My number one core value is integrity, just like yours. Um, Mm -hmm. I have it broken down into three parts and happy to talk about it sometime. 
Sure. Uh, my second core value is information, which is communication. I believe that we as humans um, are as such because we communicate. And I think learning to communicate early, often, and effectively is the pathway to success. The third one we've already kind of touched on in some ways, I believe in innovation. I don't believe in calling it wrong if you fail. I just believe in changing quickly so that we can get to the result. And when you add integrity, information, innovation together, you get your income, which is whatever your goal is. So it's an actual formula that I use with my clients Mm -hmm. to show them that living in this spot automatically makes the result that your the result happen that you put on the end of it. So success. Yeah, that that is absolutely critical. I love that. So once again, how can we find you and how can we get a hold of you if, if we want to? So the easiest way to find me literally is on Facebook in the DMs. Mm-hmm. And uh, my name is Chris Whitehead on Facebook. I'm the Chris Whitehead because there were other Chris Whitehead. So I picked the word the. And mm-hmm. my name is spelled K-R-I-S-W-H-I-T-E-H-E-A-D. Mm-hmm. Just send a DM, have a conversation with me. And if I can help you out or refer you to someone, I'd be happy to do so. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for calling in. It's always a pleasure to have you here. It's great talking to you, Brian. Thanks for having me on, sir. All right. You're so very welcome. And I'm just so happy and grateful for all the people who have called in. We've got a few minutes left. One of the things that I wrote about that I think a lot of people are afraid to do is you have to be willing to not be very good at what you're doing in the beginning. Now, that doesn't mean that you have a license to be terrible on purpose or to provide subpar service or subpar skills, but you learn by doing. And so the thing that I was terrible at at first was discerning who's a good client for me and who's not. Because when you are in the beginning, you have to say yes to a lot of things, even if you shouldn't. And sometimes that includes saying yes to people as clients that maybe now you wouldn't say yes to. I wasn't always very good at that. In fact, I sometimes took clients because I needed the money, but it came at the cost of my peace of mind. So don't take a client just because they have money and don't accept the client's version of reality if that person is not the expert. I took on a ghostwriting client to help her write her book. And when I quoted her my rate, which is a lot less than I'm charging now, she balked at that. She was playing the broke card and I needed the business. In fact, she was one of my very first clients. And so she negotiated with me and I accepted it. And I wouldn't do that again now if I had to. But we we had some issues as we moved along and there were some roadblocks and some bumps in the road, but we finally did make it through to the end. Uh, The last piece, which was not a whole lot of fun, is that she was paying me with a check and her last check of three hundred dollars bounced. In fact, when she gave me the check, she asked me to hang on to it for six weeks. I said, why are you asking me to hang on to this check for six weeks? Well, because I'm expecting an automatic payment to my bank account on the last day of the following month. So I agreed and I confirmed twice the week that the check was supposed to be good. And she says, yes, go ahead. So I deposited the check and four days later, I got a notice from my bank, check bounced. I reached back out to my client. She says, that is impossible. She checked her statement and it turns out her automatic payment arrived three days later than she thought it would. And she had a whole bunch of non-sufficient fund charges. And so she issued me another check and I had to wait six more weeks to get paid again. So, 
my goodness, I had to wait three months for the last $300 and it just rented space in my head and it was not real pleasant. So don't take a client just because they have money. Make sure, as Chris talked about, that there's a core value alignment with the person that you're working with and don't accept the client's version of reality if that person is not the expert. I want to talk very briefly in our last couple of minutes about how to be in your zone of genius more often. First thing you need to do is to identify when you are the most productive. Are you a morning person? Are you an evening person? Are you a nighttime person? The next thing you need to do is to identify your task list and figure out what it is that you have to do that day. Now, here's the powerful question. If you know that you are at your most alert in the morning and you've got a set of tasks on your list that require more brain power than not, why not do the most brain power intensive tasks at the time when you were the most alert? That's going to ensure that you're going to get a lot done. That way, if you have some tasks that aren't as brain intensive, you can do it when you're not quite as alert and there shouldn't be much of a drop off in your production. So that's how you win a little bit more. The other thing that you can do is to find a way to be productive during unproductive time. This is important because you might find yourself waiting for someone at various points of the day. Maybe a client is late for their session or maybe you're standing in a long line somewhere, or you might be waiting on hold during an important phone call. So identify a list of things that you can do in 10 or 15 minutes. And if you can do that while you're waiting for someone else to fulfill their obligation to you, you will get so much more done than you ever thought possible. And you will be able to count your wins so much more easily. I want to thank all of you for listening today. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Go ahead and get my new book. It's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 2. And I'm expecting Volume 3 to come out sometime before the year is over with. You can get that on Amazon. And right now, the Kindle version is 99 cents. You can't even shake a stick at that. And the paperback version is $14.99. That's still a pretty good price for a book, too. If you can get even one great idea and implement it, and that's the important part, and implement it, it'll be far, far worth more than what you paid for it. Thanks for joining us. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Until next week, take care, everyone, and goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.